You know, so often I get asked, uh, which version of LeBron James do you think was his best? And I always say there's not, I'm not going to pick best because I don't really know what that means in this scenario because he had success in all those roles. He was great in all those situations. But the first LeBron, the, the 03 to 2010 Cleveland LeBron to me as an individual talent was the scariest version of LeBron James. And, and I'll tell you why. You had a, a 6'8", 260-pound freak of nature at his athletic peak, high energy, uh, you know, playing 42 minutes a night. You know, he was more fluid that time. He was a lot smoother that time. You know, he was very mobile. He was uh, a very dynamic player. But his mentality at the time, he played the game without thinking. He played the game very freely, you know. And I felt like he took a lot of, of – uh, pride in punishing a defense from start to finish for 42 minutes a night. And he, no matter what it was, like he may not have been the most polished at that time. And then, you know, he's not a pure scorer like the Durant, Kobe, uh, Melo, T-Max, but he was in score mode and punish you mode, start to finish, imposing his will on a game, imposing his will the whole game, every night. And, uh, and it was just beautiful to watch. You know, he had a... Uh, uh, a bag that he would explore you know he had that like LeBron is like he's not the most skilled guy like his the foundation of his game has always been his freakish athleticism and explosive power but he pairs that with with a good handle excellent vision high basketball IQ great awareness uh, a good touch and finishing around the rim you know he has those uh, he was, I mean, he's had, he's evolved so much now. He's more polished now, but at that time he was very, um, unpredictable because he would take tough shots. He would make tough shots. You know, he would, uh, uh, crate off the dribble a lot. You know, he would create, he would take a lot of jump shots. He would take a game over from outside the paint a lot because back then, like I always say, those zones had the lane and the paint clogged. But, but even in those, he was the one guy in him and Iverson where, if that man got blown by, the man guy, the man who man got blown past, if that weak side defender didn't rotate quick enough, LeBron was at the rim and it was a dunk or a layup and one. Uh, he was just so athletic. He would go through the zone. Um, and then it was an athletic display. It was a display of athletic dominance, unlike anything I've seen on the perimeter. Uh, you know, they said he had no go to move, but he had that rip through. He had, uh, what they call the crab dribble. He had, um, the spin move that he would occasionally use. He had little inside out crossovers that he'd have use little snatches, half spin, falling out, falling, fallaways, fadeaways. You know, again, I always thought he'd play like this. I thought what LeBron would do was he'd go on and polish these things. He'd polish his post game. He'd sharpen his footwork. You know, he'd, he'd perfect his jump shot. That's what everyone thought. And then I thought that if he did that, the, all the Cavs had to do was bring out Amari Stoudemire, bring out Chris Bosh, one of the two elite power forwards. You give him a different dimension, how he and AD have now, where there's a dominant player on the low block, and then there's him, and you can't defend him, you know, because he's going to get his 35. I thought that's what was going to happen, and then they were going to just win chips like that, and and that he was just going to get sharper and sharper every year, uh, like how Michael did later on, you know. And And by the way, this is why I call Kobe the best of all time. 21-year-old Kobe Bryant was I on par with peak MJ skill wise? You know, it's crazy to me. Uh, anyways, LeBron in that time span was, was just, 
the instincts he had were I hate the narrative that LeBron's not a scorer. He he's a scorer, you know, he's a scorer. Just because he's not a pure scorer doesn't mean he's not a scorer. Uh he had the instincts, the rules down of scoring. You know, I'm gonna get myself going with layups, I'm gonna get to the line, I might hit a tough little floater here and there, push shot here. If I hit these first two shots over you with a hand in my face, best believe I'm coming down the floor and I'm pulling up for the third one in a row, heat check. And he did that all the time. He would punish teams offensively, you know, and he would create, he would cook, he would make plays was his specialty, obviously. That's natural for him. But uh, I felt like that LeBron, had LeBron been playing like that in Miami, because everything changed. He went the other route. Like he teamed up with D-Wade, who was the second best guard in the world at the time. Then they got Chris Bosh. Now you had a super team. This kind of took pressure away from him as far as perfecting his skill set. You know, something that I thought he would have done in Cleveland had he just kept going at that and won multiple chips. But in Miami, he he kind of got confused that first year. In Dallas, it's like I was sitting there frustrated because I'm like, yo, come on, Braun, take this game over and punish these boys like you do in Cleveland. And I was confused because I was expecting him to create, take sh- tough shots over Sean Marion, take those step backs. But he was tripping out because it's like, yo, I got D-Wade, all-world talent you know, second best shooting guard in the world, finals MVP. I got Chris Bosh. All right, do I play the team game? Do I make my plays? Do I do all that all-around shit? And it fucked them up. Games went by, possessions went by, wasted possessions where nothing happened, and they they, they lost because of that. Same thing happened against the Spurs. I thought that LeBron James goes into Cleveland mode and just destroys you start to finish, 42 minutes of offensive dominance. If his shot gets clicking, this team's done. But they were able to sag, which made him think, okay, now what's the right thing to do with D-Wade and Chris Bosh and all these pieces? So his game really changed. You know, he had bulked up. He had got stronger. Uh, and uh, uh, he wasn't as fluid and smooth anymore. But he, he like he was went to bully ball. He went to dominating you with, with bulldozing to the rim and punishing you with his athletic power. Uh, they got two chips out of that. I thought they could have got four had he unleashed a score in him in Miami. That's why I say Cleveland LeBron with Amari or Bosch, just one of the two in those same years would have won a chip anyways, but or two chips anyways. But now look at this one and people who are disagreeing with this, hear this, hear this out. LeBron's best performance in the finals to me to this day is 2015. I remember being at Oracle. I covered all those games. He went into that mode because he had to. There was no love. There was no Kyrie. So he's like, fuck it. I'm letting it fly on his Cleveland shit. And and into that Kobe mode, like I'm taking 35 shots, I'm coming at you, imposing my athletic power on you the whole game, uh, deal with it, you know, and step backs, fallaways, tough shots, didn't give a fuck about the field goal percentage, didn't think, played freely, and they damn near won the series because they were a game away. Had that gone to game seven, I think LeBron, even if they lose, gets finals MVP. I don't understand how Iguodala got finals MVP there when LeBron averaged 38 a game. <laughs> You know, he was lower on field goal percentage because he was taking tough shots, being a scorer, being a being a being a dog offensively. And that's crazy because in 2016, he realized how unstoppable he is when he goes into that mode. Again, not as fluid and as smooth anymore, but that 3-1 comeback doesn't happen if LeBron doesn't go into that mode of cooking, creating and dominating and taking tough shots and just really, you know, taking over the game. Kyrie was the pure scorer and the leader offensively as far as getting a bucket goes. But LeBron was also getting buckets like that. So I think LeBron has always been at his best when he really imposes himself and unleashes himself and and puts the defense on their heels by shooting the ball, by taking tough shots, by being a scorer and being a creator the whole way. 
you know, that to me is what I saw the first seven years, and it was so exciting to watch. When paired with athleticism, it was one of the craziest things I've seen.